0: You're listening to Talking Credit Unions with Chris Smith These podcasts aim to communicate topics of interest from the world of credit unions Hello and welcome to Talking Credit Unions with Chris Smith This is edition number 5 and today we're going to be talking with Matt Bland. Now the Co-op Credit Union reported a positive annual result at its annual general meeting in Manchester back in February, where it officially welcomed Matt Bland as its new chief executive. Matt, who took up the chief exec post at the beginning of the year, has been involved in credit union movement for over eleven years, and he joins from the trade body ABCL, where he was head of policy and communications. And in this role, he engaged with the government and regulators while identifying and promoting credit unions' best practice. I asked Dave Fall, the chair of the Co-op Credit Union, as to why they would made this appointment. And he said that the board of directors and himself had reflected on the credit union's position and that they decided to use those solid foundations as a base for growth and for a new chief executive to drive this agenda forward. Dave pointed out also that Matt brings a wealth of experience and expertise and an unrivaled network, making him the ideal person to take on the role. Now, I caught up with Matt in a coffee bar in Manchester, and this was just before the lockdown for the coronavirus, and clearly a lot of his answers are seen through different eyes than we would probably see the world following the new normal that's about to start in the credit union world, or indeed in the world in general. I started out by asking him firstly... Does he enjoy his new role as a chief exec? After all, he's something of a poacher turned gamekeeper or a gamekeeper turned poacher, I can't quite work it out. Are you enjoying
1: it, Matt? I am, absolutely, it's, it's been great so far. Th- yeah, it's, it's a really interesting challenge to have sort of jumped the fence from the trade association world to the to the real life kind of coal face of credit unions um, and to put into practice some of what uh, for a long time I've been thinking about in, in kind of uh, conceptual terms, you know, and, and see if I, I can walk the walk, if you like. So yeah, Matt, some of the work that you've done over the years, in particular work you've done with Robert in recent
0: times, must make you very proud. Quite a lot of achievements in terms of regulatory and legislative
1: change. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you know, I was there for 11 years and we achieved a huge amount, I think, in that time. Um, if you go right back to the beginning, you know, things like um, the LRO as it, as, as it used to be talked about um, back in 2012 when that came in was a huge thing. And, you know, really I was p- part of a supporting role there, worked supporting Abby Shelton, former star of this podcast um, who uh, was the real kind of motivation behind getting that done and we had the banking crisis and all those things and trying to get uh, credit union interests recognised through that whole process was uh, was really interesting but I guess the big one uh, at the end of my time there was being able to uh, persuade the Bank of England that the capital rules for credit unions were too high. Um, And that was a process of, you know, a few years of browbeating and persuasion and evidence gathering and analysis that we we put together, culminating in some proposals that we put to them in uh, February of 2019, so about a year ago, uh, which proposed what, you know, broadly was what they've ultimately uh, put forward, which is to... um, Create a kind of income tax-style system for credit union capital So as you go through the different tiers, um, the amount of capital you have to hold um, against each pound of assets that you add, it sort of goes up as you as you in a kind of progressive way. So rather than going over these big steps sort of smooths the line that you have to accumulate capital and so for a credit union like the one um, I've just taken over the co-op credit union we've got nearly 10% capital to assets at the moment so just about 550 grand in cash against 6 million or so in assets and and actually by the time that 6 million figure gets to 10 million we've already got the capital we're gonna need in the bank and so that releases a huge pressure for 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 us, so we can reinvest the profit we're able to make in improving how we do things, rather than stacking it up in reserves and and being limited in what we can do. So it's you know it's an exciting time. I hope for mid-sized credit unions with ambitions to grow like ours uh, to kind of invest in that in that growth. I went on to ask Matt
0: that surely he sees himself at some sort of crossroads of his career, and that. Coincidentally, it could just be that the credit union movement is at some significant crossroads too. How does he see the future of the credit union movement?
1: you know i was lucky enough in the last few months with abcult to be working closely with robert and rosanna and the team there on this town hall consultation that we that abcult were running and that there's opportunities and challenges out there so yeah and from the opportunities point of view you know there's a lot of technology providers now who want to work with credit unions um, and there wasn't that kind of environment that, that enables credit unions to kind of offers more kind of digital services that 5 years ago say there's the regulators intervention with the bad guys so you know they've really hammered payday lenders bright house is looking in trouble now um, neighbor uh, one of our big competitors in the employment space is look is kind of approaching administration although it's not kind of come to fruition just yet that that's what it looks like might happen so you know, from a competitor point of view, there's, there's um, an opportunity for us to fill a gap that's left by those people. Um, and then these regulatory changes give us some cash in our back pocket to spend. So there's a lot of opportunities there. I think the big challenges and what the big question marks going to be, you know, can credit unions work together effectively to achieve some things that as individual organisations we, we're still too small to do. and and, and That's a question that's been floating around for a long time and and hasn't been answered conclusively one way or another, but there's still too little collaboration, I think, between credit unions in the the UK, and and that's, I think, one of the areas where we need uh, some leadership. I took the opportunity of asking Matt about
0: core systems for credit unions, core computer systems, software that is
1: at the heart of the credit union. One of the big challenges we've got in that space is that, you know, and Todd Pruell spoke very well about core systems at Centre for Community Finance Europe conference recently. In the US they have the, the luxury of lots of different core providers competing for credit union business and here unfortunately we have a couple of conservative and, and unambitious core providers that that aren't really open to the challenges of the future for, for, for us as an industry really and I think that's one of the big issues we need to resolve is how do we get our core providers to provide us with the tools that we need to be able to make the most of the fintech uh, opportunities that are out there and really what that means is this big integration question that everyone talks about because the core system providers with the best will in the world are never going to be at the cutting edge of the kind of front front end experience for members and potential members um, you know they're, they're, they're good at providing a a an account management system in the in the background, but um you know without being open to integrating with third party partners that credit unions want to provide want to work with, then I think that you know ultimately though it might seem like the best strategy for them in the short term, it will be the end of them in the long term because credit unions need to be able to offer the best technology to their members you know I then put
0: it to Matt In the new financial technology revolution that we seem to be in the midst of, how is the credit union movement going to ensure that those potential new members, the millennials, the ones that have got young families just like you, Matt, how are they going to be attracted to us how is the credit union movement going to be nimble enough to be ethical cost effective affordable and in more than anything accessible so that it can sit on their settees or sofas and they can obtain a loan or draw down their money quickly out of their account in the blink of an eye well, after all we're in a sea of competitors that are doing the same is the credit union movement going to be able to do this?
1: Uh, I hope so. I really do, and I think, as I said earlier, you know the, the, the new fintech partners that are available to credit unions now mean that you know whereas five years ago it almost seemed impossible to think that we could have you know cutting edge technology available to our members. actually, there seems to be um, now an opportunity for us to work with. Um, other organisations who have that technology and want to enable us to fulfil our potential as credit unions. And I think just over the weekend, actually, I was at a conference for cooperative retailers, uh, which is our primary market as a credit union. And it was really interesting, they had a speaker there from the co op group, which um, provides. Uh, the wholesaling um, kind of product access for all of the independent societies and they've had a really successful period of beating the market for about six years running in terms of growth and sales and so on. And the guy, um, I can't remember his name off the top of my head now, but the speaker who's sort of in charge of all that for the co-op group was saying that You know, consumers want to be ethical and they want to use services that that kind of address them with some of these big challenges we've got, as you know, climate change and plastic use and all these things. Um, But they're only going to do it if you can uh, satisfy their functional needs. So, you, you know, in their case, it was a shop in the right place and products at the right price and I think for credit unions we have the same challenge you know it's not good enough just to say we're credit unions and our values are right we need to be where um, our members and potential members are in terms of how they want to deal with us you know so we need to be on the smartphone and we need to be um, online and that's not to say that there's no place for kind of in-person and there's lots of evidence that there, that people want that too, um, but it's just a kind of basic hygiene factor now. If we're not mobile, accessible, then you know we're not in the races. So um, I think you know that's the big challenge. What are your immediate plans for cooperative credit union, and how do you see the future? I'm working very closely with a, a well-known fintech provider um, to uh, provide their facility to our members, so that we can you know communicate and deal with our members much more effectively in a really slick and modern way but it'll also revolutionize how we manage our, the workload that the team have in the office Um, which at the moment is spread across a number of different systems that aren't speaking to one another and some of the security around that isn't where I want it to be and so on. So the big focus is getting us lined up so that we can introduce this new solution. So the ambition is to have two systems, we've got a core system for our account management in the back end and at, at the front end we have this new fintech solution. And really we have two systems and ideally we'll get them speaking to one another. But first of all, I want to try and prove that this new kind of member uh, communication channel um, does what we, we expect it to in terms of new, new business and so on. So watch this space. We'll be making some announcements about that soon and uh, we're excited to, to get started.
0: So thanks to Matt Bland for spending some time with us today and sharing his thoughts. And a big thank you to all our listeners These are unsettling times and COVID-19 is clearly impacting on our credit unions, our personal and professional lives and all those that we love. I just wanted to wish you and your loved ones and fellow colleagues a safe passage through this difficult period. So for all credit union people out there, please take care, stay positive and find some time for having fun and smiling. It's challenging operating a credit union under the current restrictions. And for those credit unions that are managing to put forward a service, I really take my hat off to you. You've been listening to Chris Smith, Talking Credit Unions. Speak to you again soon. Bye now. You've been listening to Talking Credit Unions with Chris Smith. This is a not-for-profit podcast and my time is given freely. I'm constantly on the lookout for stories and topics of interest to credit unions, especially, but not exclusively, in the United Kingdom and Ireland. A contribution to my costs has been made by the Swoboda Centre and I work with them for additional distribution and inspiration. Thanks for listening today and if you wish to leave any feedback... Please contact smithowls at gmail.com. That smithowls, all one word, at gmail.com. Bye now.